the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the WC podcast, where we explore workforce development issues in Southern Nevada. Today, we have a very special guest, a member of the Workforce Connections board, Brenda Flank. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, I'm a... Good to see you. Good to see you, and welcome to the WC Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. What do you think about this idea? I mean, this is the first time you've been in our studio. What are your thoughts? It is a beautiful studio. I think it's such an awesome idea to try and bring us back together. Uh, The past almost two years has been difficult. We've missed each other, so this is a great opportunity for us to to reconnect. It sure is. And I think I remember when you became uh, a new board member and you were so excited and passionate. We saw you every meeting. We saw you every event that we invited you to. You were very engaged. And then, of course, the world changed for all of us. The pandemic hit. And it's really meant that we've had to work hard at staying connected. As you said, the work needed to continue to happen. And so we've had virtual events, virtually hiring fairs. And I know um, a lot of our meetings have been virtual, and we've seen you there. But here we are in person again, so I'm very grateful. Yes. I wanted to uh, to ask you, in these three years, the first three years, and of course you were just reappointed by the Local Elected Official Consortium to be uh, for another three-year term. But in the first three years as a Workforce Connections board member, tell me what your experience has been like. What have you really enjoyed about those three years? Mostly it's... Well, to start out, it was the engagement that we had with the community, the engagement that we had with employers, and just getting my footing on what is Workforce Connections all about. And that was exciting. It was uh, a challenge, something that I look forward to. And, of course, you said something about I was at all of the meetings, all of the events. So that learning process was really special special for me good and I appreciate that uh, we're, we're glad now of course you're here representing your organization which is the alliance for education and liberty yes. um, tell us for those uh, out there our listeners who've never heard of the organization tell us a little bit about the organization what, what is the mission statement what is your role what does it do in the community Okay, Uh, the Alliance for Education and Liberty is a brainchild for me and my husband. We started out uh, just with community engagement, uh, getting involved with other community organizations and doing a lot of volunteer work and try and help other people. Uh, During that process, we found ourselves at schools, local CCSD schools, engaging with kids, and we thought, wow, wouldn't this be a great idea if we can start teaching the kids about the founding of our country? So that was the start of the Alliance. Um, What we do is go into fifth-grade classrooms, and we teach about the founding of our country and the Constitution. We have lots of volunteers that help with bringing our program to light. Part of the things that we do as well, we have a coloring contest. We have a essay contest, and the kids really like it. So as the years went on, we decided to move into middle school. So we have a civics lesson that we provide for middle school kids. 
but the the big picture is about learning about our constitution, what it means to be a good citizen of this country, and also to uh, instill in kids the appreciation about the greatness of our country. That's really great. And I know uh, you've shared with me that the pandemic uh, has affected your work as much as it's affected everybody else's. It it made the, you couldn't be in the schools. Uh, Hopefully now, again, we're going to, we're on route, it seems like, to some sort of new kind of normal. I know the kids are back in school, at least a large portion of them. What challenges do you see post-pandemic for your organization and the work that you you do? One of the things that, of course, we kept some ties with the district as things moved on. But because we're an outside organization, we felt like we were imposing. Of course, they have a lot of things that they have to deal with right now. So we're looking to perhaps put together a virtual program for the kids. Not quite sure what that's going to look like, but I think it'll be helpful for the teachers and administrators, once we put that program together and present it, that will be back in the classroom. Not live, but we we need to get back in the classroom. So. In a new way. Yeah, and bringing the resources still to where it's needed, but trying to be innovative and, and meet the needs of today, which uh, include yes. dealing with a pandemic. Yes. yes. So um, in that same lines, last week, uh, we opened a new one-stop center and a very special place I know to you. We, again, as we continue to move forward, we realize that the we want to bring the access to these resources that we administer as a local workforce development board closer to where people live and work, to the communities, to the yes. neighborhoods. And so uh, last week we were, with, were, uh, were Mayor Goodman, Councilman Creer, Councilwoman Diaz, who serves on the Workforce Connections Local Elected Officials Consortium. She's our new vice chair. Uh, We were there inaugurating the one-stop center or Employee MV Career Hub at the historic Westside School. And again, uh, this is a community with much need, but you have a very special connection to that school. Can you tell us about it? Yes, yes. Um, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas. My family moved here from Louisiana, And they moved here because of the opportunity, of course. Uh, The Nevada test site is the reason that uh, the family came, uh, work opportunities. So uh, at that time, it was just two kids in the family. And, of course, we grew. We lived one block from the historic West Side School. And my sisters tell this story. Of course, siblings have their own way of telling things. I started school when I was four, and they said the reason is because I would follow them to school, and the teacher just said, okay, we'll keep her. So (laughs) that is a really funny story. I don't think that's necessarily the way it worked out, but I started early and sadly only got to go to Westside for one year. My family moved. So I have that connection to um, that school. It's pretty awesome. That is great. Yeah, and I know that, again, that neighborhood has changed a lot since you live there. And yes. uh, but, but what's consistent still, there is a need to advance, uh, you know, people on the upwards uh, economic de- uh, mobility uh, chart, if you will. 
And so we're really glad to be in that neighborhood. Now, uh, this is, uh, again, you're just starting a new three-year term as a Workforce Connections board member. What, uh, what kind of impact, or is there any other special, uh, if you will, initiative that you want to be involved with in the next coming year? Is there something that you have already laid your, your eyes on? You said, I want to make an impact here within the work that Workforce Connections does. I think just the re-engagement and getting back to those already established relationships is going to be important. It's going to be one step at a time. And I'm sure that some initiative or some opportunity is going to present itself. I'll have to give that some more thought. But right now, I am just looking for some of the things that we did in the past and what we can do together to improve that and those stakeholder relationships in our community is paramount. Um, A lot of people went through a lot of things and I'm one of them and I'm sure there are other people out there just like me that had a difficult time and they I'm sure look forward to reconnecting. Yeah the last 18 to 24 months as you said have been um, well, once in a lifetime for, for the world, uh, the pandemic, a worldwide pandemic like this doesn't happen, but every century. And so mm-hmm. the, you know, one of the things that I think is going to happen that we're going to be glad to see you at again, because you've always been very good at supporting our events. This uh, month of October is small business month, and we're going to have uh, multiple events uh, for employee and V business hubs, celebrations of existing ones that opened last year and the opening of some new ones in the yes. city of Henderson and the city of North Las Vegas. So we really look forward to your participation there. Uh, well, I'd like to give you the mic one more time for some final thoughts uh, to either your Workforce Connections board peers, the Workforce Connections uh, Local Elected Officials Consortium, or our listeners in general as we depart and finish our podcast. Okay. i just like to say that the staff is awesome. You guys have always been so inviting and welcoming, which made my appointment initially a lot easier. Of course, there was a lot of excitement. I didn't know what I was stepping into, but I looked at it as a challenge. And you guys made that a lot easier for me, so I appreciate that. And then, of course, the relationships that we've developed over the years was that I met people in places and doing things that I otherwise would not have had an opportunity to do. And and that I'm forever grateful for. So looking forward to the next year, the next two or three years with Workforce. Well, we're grateful, sure. Brenda, uh, that you're uh, volunteer time to be a member on our board, to be the voice of the community. And, uh, and again, we just enjoy the perspective that you bring to this body uh, to help us do the work that we do. So thank you again for being on the podcast today with us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So that's it for today's episode of the WC Podcast. Please tune in for the next one. Until then, stay safe.